0: Good morning sports fans, bettors and cappers and welcome to the Monday edition of the competitive hedge podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate. And we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, before we get into today's episode, I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I had a good weekend from a fandom perspective. Got that Manchester United victory over the weekend. But more importantly, Duke knocked off North Carolina in John Shire's first Duke-UNC game as a coach. So, puts a guy in a good mood heading into the week despite being out to a poor start to this month. Betting wise, we'll get into that right away. But it was a fun weekend overall in sports. We had the number one, six, seven, eight, and twelve teams in the NCAA all lose in college basketball. So we'll have to see how those rankings shape up now as the AP poll gets announced later today. But before we get into the episode, let's talk about our sponsors over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sports book and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded From the website's home page now depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure the website can be viewed in both english and french and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com to make an account use code shooters at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at one 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. We've got the Saskatchewan number down in the ticker as well. Want to bet responsibly and have fun doing so. So let's talk about it. Uh, month to date, not really uh, <laughs> where we want to be with our, uh, with our bets. Um, We're 15 and 16 for the month. We're minus 3.11 units so far. It is going to get worse as well before it gets better as we got three golf plays that we're still waiting on. That isn't going to go the greatest. Um, When we're talking about how the weekend went overall, it was okay. I mean, we had a good Saturday, tough day yesterday um, with a couple teams melting down and an absolute blowout in that Pelicans game. NHL and NCAA have been where we've been making profit so far this month. NBA, we're struggling, so we're going to stay away from putting out some NBA plays for a little bit. And then, as I said, that PGA recap, we've got Keith Mitchell. <laughs> we had him missing the cut, and he's in the top five right now. We've still got Jordan Spieth, Joel Damon, and Tom Hoagie all underperforming as well. So it looks like we're going to go 0-4 after starting the PGA season 6-2. and Now, we got to talk about some of the latest headlines from over the weekend, and the one that dominated the news cycle yesterday was that Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. Now, we hadn't even had a chance to talk about the fact that Kyrie had demanded a trade because we didn't go live on Friday. That's when we found out that he did not want to stay in Brooklyn now. So he's heading to the Dallas Mavericks. In return, Brooklyn's getting Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie being reunited with his old team, and then two second-round picks and a 2029 20, first-rounder. So this begs the question, what does this mean for both teams? Now, I think Dallas and the West, I like them quite a bit, um, probably more than a lot of other people. I still don't think that they're great defensively, but the way that I look at it is this time last year, they had a roster that had Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Finney-Smith. This year, they've got Kyrie and Christian Wood. So It depends on which one you like. Do you prefer that trio alongside Luka do you like that new duo that he has? I prefer Kyrie being there now. I do think that they are going to have to figure out how to coexist. Having two ball-dominant guys like that can cause some issues. But I think in the limited time that we saw Harden and Kyrie together, we saw that it can work. One guy is going to have to kind of be more of a pure scorer and less of a distributor. But Kyrie's never been a great distributor anyways. He's always been that scorer. So I hope that Luca can find find him in some great spots. I think that they'll take their turns, maybe even stagger the minutes a little bit so Kyrie can cook a bit. But I like this move for Dallas. I like that uh, Mark Cuban was willing to go out and make a move like that to hopefully have them make a deep run. The Western Conference is very wide open this year. And I think that this is going to put them up there in the top tier of Western Conference teams. And then on the ice, we did find out that Bo-, Bo Horvat had extended with the Islanders. There was a bit of concern when he got traded there. Well, is this a rental? Because he didn't have that long-term deal. Now that's been finalized eight years at an average of $8.5 million a year. Um, and it was really just for a couple players in a top 12 protected pick. Now, I did like the haul back for Vancouver. That being said, The Islanders, I think, clearly win this trade based off how Horvat's playing. As of right now, he's sitting on 31 goals, which is eighth in the league, and that matches his output from last season. He's also going to have a career high in points by the looks of it by the time the year is over. So he appears to love it there with the Islanders. For me, they're still not a great team. They've got some nice pieces like Barzell and others, but They do need to make a couple more moves here. They need to have some guys develop if they're going to make a real run at it in the Eastern Conference. At Where they sit right now is kind of mid-tier in this conference. So nice to see Bo get his money and hopefully he remains happy with his new team in New York. So with that, that's our few headlines from the weekend. As we said, there was a lot of teams that lost in college basketball. Uh, NHL All-Star weekend was this past weekend. I hope you didn't watch the Pro Bowl. And so with that, let's head into the daily game slate where we go through what games are happening today and which ones you should be looking to bet on. But before we do, let's play the video. start with the English championship on the footy side of things we do have Blackburn Rovers who are plus 100 taking on Wigan Athletic at plus 300 now these are two teams that are not playing great right now I mean Wigan they've lost four of their last five they and they only drew their other game Blackburn though they've lost three a draw and a win as well so when you're talking about two teams with one win in their last 10 games combined you know that they're in a bit of trouble now That being said, Wigan seem dead in the water. They're bottom of the championship right now. You've got Blackburn on the other hand. They're in the top half of the league. They currently sit eighth in the table. So this is a great opportunity for them to go out and get a win over a lowly club. Now, I really wanted to back that Blackburn money line straight up at plus 100, given that they're at home. But just with that recent form, I can't back it. And so I also wouldn't go out and bet both teams to score today. I think it's a bad spot. Neither of these teams score a ton of goals anyways. Just because Blackburn's in the top half doesn't mean that they're a goal-scoring team. They rely a lot on their back line. And so I think that if you're looking for anything today, I'd look at the both teams to score as a no today. I just think that it's a bad matchup for two teams that are struggling right now. Now, NBA-wise, we do have eight games happening tonight. We're not going to be betting any of them, but we want to break down... Some of the injuries, some of the things to keep an eye on when it comes to these games. So let's start out with uh, that Boston Celtics and Detroit Pistons game. Now Boston last night, they were minus 11 and a half and that held overnight. You know, they've won six of 10 games, but they are a very good road team. They are seven and nine on the road this year and they're taking on a bad Pistons team. That's why we have a road double digit spread in the NBA. I think if you're going anywhere tonight, you do lean Boston. It's very tough. Tough to back Detroit at any point. And I think that this is just a really bad spot against the Celtics. Now Cleveland, they're minus three and a half today versus Washington. That being said, they are on a back-to-back. So you should be a little bit concerned about going all in on the Cavs. Um, Despite the fact that they blew up the Pacers yesterday, at least some of their starters got a bit of rest. But Cleveland has only won two of their last five road games. Washington hasn't been great at home recently. Um, I doubt that we'll see Kyle Kuzma tonight because he did leave with a bit of an injury the other day, probably from wearing that jacket on the way into the arena. But Cleveland, I will say this much, they have won three of their last four head to head. So despite them being on a back to back, I think I would lean Cleveland if I was going anywhere with this game. Clippers in Brooklyn. Uh, Clippers were minus five and a half. They're moving to six and a half now. I think you should back them right away before this line gets a little bit out of hand because when we're talking injury-wise for Brooklyn, no KD, no Seth Curry, and then you've got Morris, Warren, and Simmons are all game-time decisions. And we're talking about a Clippers team that has won nine out of their last 10 games. You always have to be weary about who's going to get load managed with this Clippers team. But if you get them fully healthy with Brooklyn missing some guys, This could explode into a double digit road spread as well, despite the fact that the Clippers are just 16 and 15 on the road. Then you got the Spurs and the Bulls. Bulls are minus nine and a half yesterday. They're minus 10 and a half today. That's just a lot of points for Chicago. I'd love to back the Bulls, especially since the Spurs have lost eight in a row and the Bulls have won two straight. But I'm not a big believer in this Bulls team long term. So I would certainly. Hope that this line moves back towards the single digits if you're going to back the Bulls, but at least for now, it's a stay-away game for me. Sacramento and Houston, it's really tough to want to back Sacramento after getting absolutely blown out by the Pelicans yesterday. Um, And now (laughs) they're on a back-to-back, yet they're minus five and a half on the road. And I think that just goes to show how bad Houston is. Probably no deer in Fox for Sacramento tonight as well. And then on the Houston side of things, No Kevin Porter Jr., but Eric Gordon and Jay Sean Tate are both game-time decisions. I don't know how you back a a Houston Rockets spread ever. If you were going to back one, tonight might be one of those at plus 5.5. Hopefully, it moves even more. If you can get that up to plus 7 by tip-off, then maybe that's worth a look. At least for now, though, it's not for me. Dallas and Utah. Dallas, they're not going to have a lot of guys tonight. Maybe they get Christian Wood back, but no Bertons, Kleber, Luka, or Kyrie likely. Utah's fully healthy. I think if anything, you lean the Jazz tonight who are minus five and a half at home. And they're also 18 and 10 at home on the season. OKC and Golden State is worth another look. And actually, before I move on, Dallas, they're minus five and a half yesterday. Utah was now it's minus nine and a half. So if maybe it's not worth a look with Utah once we start talking about double-digit spread. OKC and Golden State. You've got Golden State or minus four and a half heading into this one. No Steph makes it very difficult to want to back the Warriors, despite their 20-6 and home record, especially since OKC are 16-9 and against the spread on the road this year. I'm staying away, but I think that OKC has a great chance to cover tonight. And then to cap it off, Milwaukee's minus 4.5 versus Portland. No Nurkic, no Portis. Those are the only injuries to report. One thing to note, Milwaukee's won 9 of their last 10 now that they've got Middleton back. So I think that if I was going anywhere, I would lean bucks to cover. Then we got to head over to the NHL because they are back from the break. Today is going to be tough because some of these teams might be a little bit asleep after the break. So we're being cautious with our plays today. You got the Islanders in Philadelphia with the Isles being slight road favorites in this one at minus 130. I don't love either team, so I'm staying away. We will should see Sorokin and Hart tonight. That being said, across all these NHL games, we probably should be seeing starters tonight given they are coming off this break. Tampa and Florida, Tampa's minus 120. Vasilevsky and Lyon are expected, and Tampa won three straight heading into the break. Should be a tight matchup, but I do lean Tampa Bay just overall with the way that they're playing right now. Calgary and the Rangers. Rangers are minus 125 at MSG. That would be my lean tonight on the money line. Markstrom and Shesterkin should be a fun game, but I don't love Calgary. They haven't been great on the road this year. So give me New York as of now. Vancouver and New Jersey. New Jersey, they're minus 250 yesterday and they're still holding there. And I'm hoping that we're going to get some line movement, but I just don't think many people want to back the Vancouver Canucks ever. Martin and Vanessa should be a good matchup. One thing to note, though, is that New Jersey is a phenomenal road team, but they're pretty average at home, so it might be a tough one to want to go and bet. So at least for now, I'm staying away. Anaheim and Dallas. Dallas are minus 360 on this one. Gibson and Ottinger are going. Dallas, though, they lost three straight heading into the break, and the Ducks won three straight. So I don't really want to go and back a Dallas puck line tonight. And I don't want to back them in regulation because that's going to be super juiced. At the same time, I'm not going to go and bet the Ducks ever. So I'm definitely going to stay away, especially with them being on the road in Dallas tonight. And then to cap it off, we've got Arizona and Minnesota. Minnesota is minus 240 on the road. I do like the value here of potentially looking at a road puck line, which I rarely do. Flurry and Vegmelka is the goaltending matchup. Arizona is a better team at home than away, as most teams are. But Minnesota's an above 500 road team, and they won two straight before the break. So I do think that I really like this one, at least for Minnesota puck line. Now, college basketball ranked games-wise, there's two ranked games happening today. They're worth a look, but I don't know if I love especially the second one here. Now, Duke taking on number 23, Miami. Miami's minus three and a half. They're likely going to move up in the AP poll today as well because they had a good week last week. But this feels like a massive letdown spot for a Duke team that's not very good on the road. They're phenomenal at Cameron Indoor. But they're coming off the emotional win over North Carolina on just a day's rest. And now you have to go and play at Miami. Feels like a bit of a tough spread, especially with Miami being minus three and a half. I'd love to go and bet the Blue Devils on that. Uh, Point side, but I just don't think that they're going to have it tonight to go out and win this game. And then Texas, number ten Texas, taking on number eight Kansas. Kansas will move down in the rankings. I bet you Texas moves up with their win over Kansas State. But Kansas coming off that fifteen point road loss feels like a tough betting spot here, given that Kansas is eleven and one at home. But we are talking about a Texas team that just won on the road against Kansas State. Only a day's rest for either team. Again, I just think it's a really tough spot. I'd love to go and back Kansas at the minus three and a half, but I am very high on this Texas team long term. Now, before we get into our plays for today, we're it it is Super Bowl week. We got to talk about the fact that we are just six days away from the Super Bowl starting. And so each day this week, we're going to talk about five different prop bets, and it's going to be themed to where we're at in the week. So given that it's Monday, we're going to talk about all of the opening bets for the Super Bowl that we want to look at, such as the coin toss. Now, I got burned last year on tails, did the previous year on tails as well, because last two years have been heads, four of the last five have been heads as well. I'm going to back tails again, because for me, tails never fails, even though it has. So I'm going to go with tails on the coin toss. Now opening kickoff wise, they have a bet on bet 99, which is Opening kickoff to be a touchback, yes is minus 186, and no is plus 148. Now, Harrison Butker, kicker for the Chiefs, he's had a 64.7% touchback, touchback percentage this year, which puts him in the upper half of kickers in the league. It is the second lowest of his career, though, so his big leg hasn't been up to snuff so far this year. That being said, Jake Elliott on the other side, he's stepped up in the touchback department because he's... on touchbacks this year, which is the best of his career. I think either way, I'm leaning the opening kickoff to be a touchback. I know it's juiced at minus 186, but I love the play regardless. Now, game to be tied after it is 0-0. Yes is minus 134. No is plus 105. I think we see it here because this is going to be a very tight game between two great offenses and two pretty solid defenses. So I'm going to roll with the yes at minus 134. Team to score first, you got Philly at minus 124 and Casey at minus 106. I will note that the NFC has scored first in four of the last six Super Bowls. So as much as I love the Chiefs here, I might go with the Eagles at minus 124. And then to cap off today's prop bets, team to score first uh, wins the Super Bowl, minus 197 or no at plus 148. Now, it's been 50-50 the last six Super Bowls. Rams scored first last year. Chiefs did the year prior, and they ended up losing that game. So I think I'm actually going to go with the no, because if I'm back in Philly, I still think that the Chiefs are going to come out on top in this Super Bowl. So give me the no at plus 148 on the opening day of Super Bowl prop bets. So we're going to track all of these. We're going to see how well we do by the end of things. Plan is to have 25 prop bets over the next five days. Cost five bucks on each of them and see how we come out on top at the end of the week so with that let's over head over to our last call pick segment sponsored by last mountain distillery this is where we give you our betting place for the day but before we do let's play the video. <laughs> So Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first marker of distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. We enjoyed a local vodka last night while we're just tuning into some sports and so go and check out some of their great products. They've got a great old-fashioned great cherry whiskey, and some other phenomenal products. Check out Last Mountain Distillery. Make sure to shop local. So with that, let's head over to our five plays for today. Rapid fire these off, and then we'll get on out of here and enjoy our Monday. Starting with that English Championship game, both teams to score as a no at minus 125. Both offenses have been brutal, especially recently, and so I'm expecting one of them to no-show today. College basketball wise, I'm going to back Holy Cross Crusaders money line at home at plus 115. They are a better offense. I love this slight home dog spot. So give me Holy Cross to get it done today. I'm going to play Duke in Miami over at 145 and a half. Won't be betting against my guys, but I do think that we see plenty of buckets tonight, especially from Miami. I think they're going to score 80 plus on a tired Duke team. So give me the over in that game. I'm going to play Tampa Bay Moneyline versus the Panthers at minus 120. Just a single unit, but I like Tampa more this year. And with Vasilevsky going, I'm going to back them after the break. And then to cap it off, a unit on Minnesota Wild puck line versus Arizona. Minnesota are a wagon. Arizona's a wagon that's missing a wheel. Multi-goal win incoming for Minnesota to start things off after the NHL All-Star break. So appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod, but mainly Twitter because that's where we post a lot of our college basketball plays. Maybe look at an NBA play later today, but unlikely given our recent track record. We need to get back on track. Let's have a clean sweep today, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.